Today on the Locked On Blues podcast, Nick Letty is making his return to the lineup after missing a game and a half-ish due to an upper body eye injury, took a stick up high, didn't play against Nashville. So he makes his return tonight against the Boston Bruins, going to be going into those defensive pairings, what I like to see there, because uh, there's a whole lot of depth at that position. Uh, also going to be talking about Tyler Bozak and the fourth line as a whole, as Bozak is getting closer and closer to return. Uh, and then I want to spend some time talking about the game tonight between the St. Louis Blues and Boston Bruins. They played a week ago today. Busy episode. Make sure you stay tuned. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and your number one source for daily blues content. I'm your host, Josh Heim, and I'm going to be taking you guys on a solo episode today in order to get it out uh, in time for the game tonight between the St. Louis Blues and Boston Bruins. Um, always give this little disclaimer. Chances are you guys might be listening to this after the game because uh, I am trying to get it out before. So it'll probably be on YouTube a couple hours before, but in terms of audio, uh, probably pretty close to game time. So going to not go too much in depth with that with the Bruins game. Going to be spending a little bit more time just talking about overall lines, uh, defensive pairings, etc. Because there's a lot to get into. So before we get into any of that, I want to thank anyone and everyone out there for making Lockdown Blues your first listen because we are free and available on all podcast platforms. All right, so earlier today it was announced that Nick Letty would be making his return to the lineup, took a stick up high um, to, to the eye, I'm pretty sure, basically, and didn't have the best vision. I believe that was in Saturday's game, so didn't play in most of Saturday's game and then also didn't play in on Sunday against the Nashville Predators. Obviously, it didn't matter too much because both of those games were pretty easy wins for the St. Louis Blues, but... He is making his return to the lineup tonight, um, and the defensive pairings are getting a little bit flipped around, um, but I do want to talk about them because this defensive depth all of a sudden is looking pretty dang strong. First pairing of Marco Scandella and Colton Pareko. Now, Marco Scandella has been the Zach Sanford of this season. He has been the scapegoat for Blues fans, myself and Tommy included. He has probably been the number one complaint about player on this podcast and on Blues Twitter in general. Um... Now, Marco Scandella, ever since he's been kind of repaired up with Colton Pareko lately, has honestly looked really, really strong. As much as it is, as I hate to say it, he's had his strongest stretch of the season since he's been on that first pairing with Colton Pareko lately. Uh, and they kind of are tapping into a little bit of that, that magic that they had when Scandella first was traded here. Um, I've talked about how Colton Pareko is kind of emerging as a number one defenseman again for the St. Louis Blues with his play as of late. And, He's had he's he's had a couple rough shifts here and there. Um, had some pretty rough turnovers, gotten beat here and there still. Um, so maybe maybe he he's t- taken a tiny tiny step back, but I still think he's looked really strong on that quote unquote first pairing uh, with Marco Scandella, and those two have complemented each other really well. So that's a strong pairing. You go to the second pairing, and you're talking about. Nick Letty and Justin Falk. Now, if Colton Brako has been the Blues' best defenseman lately, arguably Justin Falk has been the Blues' best defenseman for the entire season. You know, if you're taking the entire season into account, it's probably been Justin Falk. Offensively, defensively, you name it, he has been the guy for the St. Louis Blues. And Nick Letty is a guy that has come in and, you know, earned himself a role in the top four with this team. I think 
a lot of people, myself included, were pretty skeptical when that trade went down about the impact Nick Letty was going to have, and he's been tearing it up uh, since he joined the St. Louis Blues. He's been playing really, really well, uh, and a part of that is has been playing with Falk. They have looked really strong together, so that second pairing, you could almost argue, could be a, a, a first pairing in some situations. You know, they I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that pairing matched up against, you know, Bergeron, Marchand, whatever, uh, whatever line the Bruins happen to put out there. I think both of those first two defensive pairings can be sort of a shutdown pairing for the Blues. And you get to the third pairing, and here's where things get a little interesting, and that is Tori Krug with Robert Bortuzzo, two guys that could not have more opposite play styles, but I honestly like it. You know, having a guy like Tori Krug on your third pairing is a luxury for the Blues, for any team. And it's not a knock on Tori Krug. Um, he very easily could be up on that first pairing with Colton Pareko. He very easily could be on that second pairing with Justin Falk, all the success that they've had this season. Um, but with the way that Pareko and Scandella have been playing as of late and in the way that Krug, uh, or sorry, that Falk and Letty were playing before Letty got hurt, um, you know, goes to show that those two pairings are doing perfectly fine on their own. And then you can stick a guy like Tori Krug on that third pairing and then give him all the power play time that you get. Um, and what that does is it takes a third pairing that used to be kind of just, I don't want to say a waste of space, but like was never really going to move the needle for you when it was like Bortuzzo and Mikola or Bortuzzo and Scandella or any sort of combination of those guys. It was never a pairing that you were going to be excited to see out there. You know, it was a pairing that for the most part would get the job done. Not the fastest, not the flashiest, not the most skilled, but, you know, they'd play solid defense. Now, all of a sudden, you've got a guy in Robert Bertuzzo who's going to do all those things, play solid defense, you know, make big hits, rile the team up. And then a guy like Tory Krug, who we know how flashy Tory Krug can play. We know how much offense he can create. He can be like a fourth forward out there at times for you in the best way possible. So having those two together, I think, is really, really sneaky strong for the Blues on that third pairing. You know, Bertuzzo is going to fill his role well, especially in a game against the Boston Bruins. Uh, was super chippy last week. It's going to be chippy again. So Tory Krug is a guy that had a really strong game against the Bruins, um, obviously them being his former team. And I would expect nothing less uh, out of him tonight. So pairing him up with a guy like Bortuzzo is going to give him even more space and, and freedom to have that skill breakout that he wants to have. So that being said, I'm I'm looking forward to watching this defense tonight, watching these pairings. The defense has been pretty strong lately. Um, but one group that's been even stronger than the defense is the offense. Lots I want to get into in terms of the offense. I want to talk about Tyler Bozak's eventual return, that fourth line, what it might look like come playoff time. And I also want to talk about Robert Thomas because he currently has the longest active point streak in the NHL. Uh, We've talked plenty about him, but still, I want to talk about him and the impact he might have tonight. So make sure you stay tuned for that second segment. Should be a fun one. But before we get into that, you think Robert Thomas might continue his point streak tonight against the Boston Bruins, make sure you go put your money where your mouth is at betonline.net because betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts, and I'll be right back with the second segment of today's episode. All right, so as of right now, the fourth line looks as follows. It is Dakota Joshua on the left, Logan Brown in the middle, Nathan Walker on the right. However, 
Tyler Bozak and Alexi Torpchenko are looking like they're right around the corner from making their returns to the lineup. So I saw a good question from Richard Clay in our Twitter community, which first of all, if you haven't joined that, it's really fun time there. Uh, you can tweet right in our community that way, you know, Tommy and I can see them. We like to go through them before episodes to give us uh, ideas of what to talk about. And we got one for today. So Richard Clay asked on Twitter, how does the fourth line look when healthy um, with Torpchenko? and Bozak coming back. Now, I think Nathan Walker is a guy that's probably destined to stay put on that fourth line, depending on matchups. I really like the way that they were kind of similar to what the, they're doing with Tori Krug on the defense. They were putting him with Logan Brown and Alexi Torpchenko, putting this little 5'8 Australian guy in between two hulking six foot six forwards. Um, kind of funny to watch, but also a really good strategy for a fourth line. Because uh, it wasn't just, you know, grind it out, play solid defense. Nathan Walker's a guy that can get you those sneaky goals and be in the right place, right time on all ends of the ice. So I think if anyone that's on that line now has a spot solidified, it's Nathan Walker. But I also think it's probably matchup based. Like if you're playing a team that's real big and bruising, maybe you want to go for three big guys. Um, I think Tyler Bozak is also a guy that's probably destined to get back into the lineup, which means... That probably means Logan Brown gets bumped out, unfortunately, um, with Bozak most likely playing center. Um, and then Torpchenko, again, I think is going to be on that left line. So that that basically takes out Dakota Joshua and Logan Brown. But Richard Clay also mentioned in that tweet um, he wouldn't be surprised to see it be sort of a rotation-based thing. And I, I wouldn't be surprised either just because I think all five of those guys have had solid um, solid seasons when they've been on that line, you know, one way or the other, Dakota Joshua has always been up for the up for the task. Whenever he's been called up, he's inserted himself into the lineup and played really, really strong. Logan Brown, same thing, has shown flashes um, of being a really solid player for the Blues. Um, Alexei Torpchenko has been everything that we hoped Clem Costin would have been this season. Um, and that's not a knock on Clem Costin. It's just he's filled that role so well of being that fourth line grinder. Um, kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, and then Nathan Walker has been one of the biggest surprises of the season as well, just playing with a ton of grit, ton of tenacity, uh, and scoring himself. I think he's got seven goals up until this point, um, and seven goals that are well-deserved. So I really think all five of those guys have a legitimate case uh, to playing on that fourth line, and that really just speaks to the depth of the offense of the St. Louis Blues. You know, they have a really, really strong offense, um, and they have that flexibility to go back and forth between those guys based on the matchup. I wouldn't be surprised to see all five of them get time uh, by the end of the season. There's, I believe, six games left. So who knows um, what that'll turn into. But I think come playoff time, having a strong identity for your fourth line is incredibly important. Um, it does wonders for, for playoff success if you have a fourth line that you can really rely on when your first three lines are gassed or when you need when you need a good solid shift of just cycling the puck and, and, and playing solid defense. Whatever. When you need when you need those glue guys to go out there, it's good to have three glue guys on your fourth line. And Nathan Walker, Tyler Bozak, uh, Dakota Joshua, Logan Brown, and Alexi Torpchenko have kind of been the definition of glue guys for the St. Louis Blues this season. They have been so so strong at whatever role they've been asked to fill you know obviously like i've been saying they haven't been playing flashy by any means they haven't been you know lighting it up like robert thomas style but they've filled their role and one thing tommy and i talked about earlier in the season was that the fourth line was kind of turning it into a bit of a revolving door and nobody was finding themselves on that line 
Um, and then all of a sudden, Nathan Walker, Torbchenko, and even Logan Brown kind of just started finding their own, and that line started getting a bit of an identity here in the second half of the season, and especially um, over this nine-game win streak, which the Blues are looking to turn to 10 tonight. Um, it's been one of the kind of the uh, underrated aspects of the Blues' recent success is this fourth line and, and how well that they've played. Um, and like I said, I think come playoff time, we could see, you know, all five of those guys that I've mentioned having a role at some point, um, depending on that first round matchup again against Minnesota. It depends on how Bozak looks when he comes back, but I would, if I were to guess, I would, I would say that the fourth line with a fully healthy blues roster for game one of the playoffs would be Torbchenko on the left, Bozak in the middle, uh, Nathan Walker on the right, or maybe flip walker and torpchenko i'm not sure but that's that's what i would have to anticipate but i wouldn't be surprised to see it be any combination of those five guys i think bozak is maybe the guy that has his spot locked up the most just because of that veteran presence you know he's done it before um been there done that whatever uh good good mentor for the young guys so i think bozak is going to be a pretty uh a solid piece for the blues when he makes his return uh speaking of solid pieces for the blues at the center position let's talk about robert thomas um, not going to spend too much time talking about him because he's literally been the most popular person on this podcast for a couple weeks now, but I do want to, uh, take a little bit of time to talk about sort of just his role among the NHL's elite because he has a 13 game point streak, which is not only the longest in his career, but it's also the longest active point streak in the NHL. Um, he's been part of what Tommy has described the best line in hockey. And I would tend to agree, uh, himself. Tarasenko and Buchnevich have just looked unstoppable when they've been playing together. Um, and he has honestly been kind of the spearhead of that with his playmaking. You know, he had five assists the other night. He continues to just produce and, and, and keep that point streak going. And, you know, I think it's time to have the conversation of is Robert Thomas a top blank center in the NHL? Um, I don't have a list in front of me, so I don't want to just look, oh yeah, he's number eight in the NHL. I'd have to kind of look and, and, you know, examine who he might fall above, but that's not the point of this. The point being is that we are kind of reaching a point where Robert Thomas is going to be one of those guys that finds himself in the national media, gets getting, you know, national attention. Um, when those top whatever player lists come out, he might find himself on there. When, when people are talking about the St. Louis Blues and their star players. Robert Thomas is going to be a name that gets brought up. Um, it's something that is really <laughs> come out of nowhere. Like, obviously, we've been talking about Robert Thomas for a while. We know what he's capable of. He's always shown flashes. But this this second half of the season push from Robert Thomas has been so so pleasant um, and unexpected. Like, I'm so thrilled that he has kind of ascended to this next level. Um and is getting, you know, the, the national attention that he deserves because he has been one of the most crucial pieces, probably the most crucial piece of this win streak that the Blues have, of this point streak that the Blues have. Um, obviously, he's had points in every single one of the wins, every single one of the games with the Blues have had points. Robert Thomas has also had a point. Um, and he's been a part of that incredibly dominant line alongside Tarasenko and Buchnevich. Anytime you have, you know, a center that can do that, you start thinking of the word, franchise center is robert thomas a franchise center uh, he might not be there yet but he's really showing flashes of of having that potential um 
I don't think the Blues right now necessarily need a franchise center just because of how deep their offense is and the fact that Ryan O'Reilly still might be technically a franchise center. Um, but Blues are really, really lucky to have a guy like Robert Thomas who probably got overshadowed a bit by Kairou's hot start. But the youth of this team is something that's really, really exciting. We've been talking about it for a long time. I'm excited to see Thomas continue his point streak, fingers crossed, tonight against the Boston Bruins. That being said, in this third segment, I am going to break down the game between the St. Louis Blues and Boston Bruins briefly. Uh, because like I said, chances are you guys might be listening to this after the game. So don't want to don't wanna have this be too outdated. But anyways, we'll get into it. That being said, before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about our good friends over at Rock Auto. Because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using Rock Auto. Plus, Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, so go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto parts needs. And while you're there, at rockauto.com, Check out all the parts available for your car or truck. And when you purchase from them, make sure you you write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. And I'll be right back to wrap up this episode. All right, so I'm definitely getting a bit of deja vu because literally one week ago, seven days ago today, the St. Louis Blues took on the Boston Bruins, just like they're doing tonight. That game was in Boston, and the St. Louis Blues came away with a pretty convincing victory. Um, now, things are a little bit different. You know, the Blues have continued to win since then. Boston has struggled a little bit. Um, they're dealing with a lot of injuries. David Pasternak is banged up. Hampus Lindholm, which was their huge deadline addition, is also banged up. Um, so they've they've been struggling a little bit as of late. Uh, coupled with the fact that every other team in the East continues to win, the Boston Bruins are very, very, very desperate for a win tonight. I mean, I got a lot of friends and family who are Bruins fans, and all the ones that I've talked to have said, like, hey, you think the Blues might uh, let us get a free pass tonight? We really need two points. So the Bruins are a team that is very, very hungry. Um, the game last week was a bloodbath, really chippy. Uh, that Tarasenko reverse hit on Frederick that went viral on Twitter, obviously. A lot of fun with that. Um, Playoff-type atmosphere in that game last week, and it is certainly going to be no different today. As, like I said, the Blue- the Bruins are hungry to get a win, and the Blues are hungry to get another win, you know, increasing their win streak to 10 games. Blues have probably been the hottest team in hockey as of late. Um, Robert Thomas has probably been one of the hottest players in hockey as of late, if not the hottest, you know, depending on, you could argue, Vladimir Tarasenko, honestly, is, is up there as well. But in terms of point streak, Robert Thomas is at the top alone so i mean the storylines are there you know former stanley cup opponent played each other really hard last week um in st louis this time i honestly think that might be the deal breaker uh billy huso gets the start as well for the blues so jordan bennington once again is not able to match up against the team that he won a stanley cup against but no big deal um in st louis i really think that's going to be huge um TD Garden is a really difficult place to play against. Take it from my personal experience, that place gets incredibly loud, incredibly rowdy, um, and they, they really support their teams. So not not much different from Enterprise Center in St. Louis. Um, you know, so I think 
knowing how well they played last Tuesday against the Bruins and knowing how well that they played against them in the Stanley Cup final, obviously, and knowing how well that they've been playing over their last nine games that they've won all of, I think the Blues are going to come out firing on all cylinders tonight. Um, They just had a record-setting performance against the Nashville Predators on Sunday, scoring seven goals in one period. Anytime that you can do that, you got to be feeling confident. you got to be feeling like there's no team that can stop you. So as long as the Blues don't let that turn into arrogance, a big problem that they were dealing with earlier, which I think they've really kind of figured it out, so I'm not expecting that to happen. But like I said, as long as the Blues don't sort of let that confidence turn into arrogance, I see no reason why they can't come away with a victory over a somewhat injury-ridden Boston Bruins team. That being said, if I had to make my pick for locked on player of the game, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Pavel Buchnevich. I think um, he's a guy that's sort of been the the third uh, musketeer on that line of himself, Tarasenko and Robert Thomas. Tarasenko was hot as heck lately, scoring tons and tons of goals. Robert Thomas has obviously been hot as heck, uh, getting tons and tons of points. Uh, Tarasenko's running away a little bit with the goal scoring race. Uh, Buchnevich was right there hand in hand with him before that hat trick. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Buchnevich kind of take over some of the goal scoring uh, for that line tonight if Tarasenko inevitably cools off a little bit. Um, but Robert Thomas, as we know, is bound to get uh, some good passes off and probably get an assist or two tonight because that's what he's been doing you know, for the last three weeks. He's been getting assists left and right. So I think that line is going to continue to be really strong. And I think Pavel Buchnevich is going to be a difference maker for that line tonight that being said that is all the time i have for you guys today I want to thank everyone out there so much for listening so make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever podcast platform you're listening to us on that way you never miss a new episode subscribe to our youtube channel at locked on blues hit that notification bell that way you'll get notified whenever we upload a new episode you can watch it right away you can leave a comment we try to interact with the comments and all that fun stuff um follow us on all of our social medias instagram twitter facebook and tiktok at locked on blues you can follow me on twitter at josh hyman nhl Follow Tommy, my co-host, on Twitter at twelcher15. That being said, thanks so much for listening, and as always, let's go Blues.